Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right. Now, I have everybody on mute. We really cannot dialogue and until I finish this opening. And we're going to... Um, we're going to have tonight, we're going to spend half of our time, and it may not it may not take half because it depends on your input whether it takes 30 minutes uh, or 15 minutes. It uh, depends on how much input you have. Then we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about uh, some of the things that we're going to be doing this year. This being our first Bible study of the year, I wanted to start off with a little recap of um, or more of a survey, how things went last year, um, and ask you a few questions, and then get your input on maybe some suggestions on uh, some changes. Then we're going to talk about our first area. You know, each each session or I would say chapter of our Bible study, we take different areas. We've gone through spiritual warfare. We've gone through pigs in the parlor. We've gone through um, the series on prayer, uh, prayer and fasting, and then we've gone through the, um, what we call it, shine, and then we've also gone through kingdom will, and that was also in uh, the prayer. However, we're going to look at some different areas we're going to look at some different areas, and then we're going to ask some questions. I keep getting ready to ask you the same questions that we're going to do in the survey, so I'm going to move on to that. Let's pray. Father, we just bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God to us. Thank you, dear Lord, for being our Father. And we thank you, dear Lord, for allowing your awesome will to be accomplished in our lives, that we relinquish when we say that you are our Savior and you are our Lord. We relinquish our will to your will, and ask that whatever you would have us to do, Lord, accomplish it in us. Speak your word, speak your your will through us, that you might accomplish all that you want to do in this earth atmosphere. So we thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Have your way even tonight. Inspire us that we might again inspire those who will call, call in and listen to your Bible study. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Now, what we're going to do, I'm going to open the line in a minute. And 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 if you're not really giving input, you're listening, um, please mute your phone. And I believe that's star six, star six. If you star six and you're moving around in the back, then your background noise will not disturb the rest of the folks as we dialogue. And now the folks, I'm starting to see more folks chiming in. Very good. And um, so star six, your line. When I unmute, everybody's going to be unmuted. If you just want to listen and you're not going to have input and you know you have background noise, star six, and that will put you back on mute. If, um, 
if you all of a sudden see that your line is muted, it's because I'm hearing background noise and I start just picking different people and I can I can um, mute your line. I don't see who you are. I just see an indication that there's uh, lines and I'm and I can't tell where the noise is coming from. So right now we're going to get into our our dialogue and you are unmuted. Let's see how this works. Okay, great. All right, pretty quiet. Now, this survey, the survey that I'm taking, the first half an hour or so, we're going to look at, and, and I just want to get from you, what was the um, topics that you enjoyed most? If there's, if there's some dialogue, you say, hey, Pastor, you know what? If we could get back into that topic or just to kind of get a general feel how, what did you enjoy most, the topic that you enjoyed most? And if there's no input, don't worry. I'll just move on to the next question. Again, I'm just trying to gain to say, you know what? Folks wanted to deal more with prayer. They enjoy that. And I can lead, it, lead um, some of the studies in that way. Anybody, any comments on what topic you enjoy most? I um. I um, really, really enjoyed uh, the, the the subjects uh, on spiritual warfare and um, on shine. Um, to be honest, all of them were very, very informative for me. But spiritual warfare and shine had a lot of of meaning as far as some of the ways that I was thinking and the way I was looking at things. Okay. So to me, those were my, my best ones. Okay. Anybody else? Spiritual, warfare. Spiritual warfare was a pretty good one. Um, I wasn't as, as, as uh, uh, buffed up on shining, but, Yes, spiritual warfare is, is, is really good. Okay, okay. Now, what topic would you like to see? If, now, since I'm hearing more about spiritual warfare, I've never, I think um, spiritual warfare was 2000, if I'm not mistaken, that was 2016 or early 2017. So I'm going to also be looking for if that's something that we need to go through again or um, or something along those lines, I'll be looking at that. If there is a topic that you want to hear again, what topic would that be? Or if any, if we just want to keep it moving, we'll keep bouncing around just as the Lord leads, and we'll move it that way. Well, since we have a newcomer on the line, that might they might have something that they would like to to, to chime in on, and so you know. Like, might have something in their heart that may that you know so let the newcomers speak. Okay. Any any input towards a topic? So it could be something that we have not gone over. You say, you know something, this is something that I, I would like to hear uh, a study on. Um, I, I started listening to the Bible study maybe midway through twenty seventeen. So I'm not okay. sure if you covered it. But I would like to hear um, something on uh, night terrors. 
night terrors. Yeah. Now, is that dealing more so with dreams? Um, dealing more so with, like, just the disturbances. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that, and actually that's in, that sounds more like in line with spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so you didn't get, what was the name of that book? I said it so many times. We have a spiritual warfare book. So, yeah, that one definitely I will keep in prayer and, and to see, even if we don't uh, go through the entire book, because that took quite a while, um, we can summarize. And as a as a lead-in, uh, Pigs in the Parlor, this year we will go, we will do at probably a minimum of three, but we'll do Pigs in the Parlor uh, summary again. And if it, and if the summary pricks folks and they say, hey, we want to do more of that, we'll go deeper into Pigs in the Parlor again. But that's a good one. So we'll definitely write that down. The next question, let's see. Is this time good for everybody? Normally we do 7.30 to 8.30. I know we cut it back. It was uh, an hour and a half. We cut it back to an hour, and it starts at 7. Is 7 o'clock good for everybody? I'm sorry, 7.30, 7.30 to 8.30. That's cool. Okay. And what about the format? Because primarily on this, uh, Bible study, you're really listening uh, like we do in Sunday school. We have a lot of dialogue in Sunday school, but in uh, the Bible study, you're primarily listening. How is that, that format for you? I think that it needs to be more more contained to either one publish, publication than several. Everybody doesn't have several publications in the Bible. So when you get into more and more publications of the Bible, you kind of leave out people that don't have that publication. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, usually with that, I'm doing it for clarity and that you can hear it, or if you go back and listen to it, then you will know that there's other versions of the Bible and it gives you clarity. What I'm really trying to do with that, and I'm and I'm really glad that you brought that up because – um, that's that's so you can get clarity. A lot of times, people say that they get confused by just hearing the King James, and and then if you're just watch listening to the NIV or or reading the NIV, you also can start to leave certain understandings out. So when I use other versions, it's only to help you to understand, and to that's why I try to mention the different BibleGateway.com, Bible Hub, Knowing Jesus websites, so that way you can pull it up on your phone, your iPad, your computer. So that's why um, I'll do that. However, um, at times, you, you're right, I, I get a little carried away. I, I read like five and six of them sometimes. So um, I'll, I'll be careful with that this coming year. Last question as far as the um the survey goes, is it is it too long? Is an hour is an hour um too long? Should we cut it to forty five minutes? Should we do it thirty minutes, or is an hour too short? And you say, you know what? We're rushing through and, and we need more time. I was great. Pastor yeah, I was great. um I think 
I think um, we could reduce uh, the amount of time, but if you're going to have as much, um, what is the correct word, word for it, as much information. Information, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, because I think what it is, you have so much um, that you're you're giving us that um, to me it's hard for me to keep up with you sometimes. Um, I like when you give the scriptures and things. I can go back and read over them after the call is over with. But it seems like all of the documentation that you that you're giving us is is a lot. So if you're going to reduce the time you would have to reduce the amount of, of information as well. And and what's happening with that, I, I'm already drastically butchering <laughs> the the research. So what happens is you just have to stop, you know, because there's more scripture that could poop or push this particular point. There's more research in this particular area. When we get into this next um, portion of the Bible study tonight, um, there is so much the scholars have researched or the scholars have actually published is so much information, you have to pick and choose what you're going to use. And a lot of times it's like, wow, you know what? This is good. This is good. This is good. And then the Holy Spirit, in the midst of the Bible study, gives inspiration, and, and okay, wow, 15 minutes is gone already, and we only have a half an hour. Mm. So we'll definitely consider um, the amount of information that we try to share, and we have to know that this is just skimming the surface. I'm, I'm really encouraging folks to have their own private Bible study so after I give you, let's say, the skeleton, you start to research that particular area yourself. Googling the, um, tonight I was trying to pull up a scripture that we're going to use, uh, Matthew 21, and I'm putting it in Google. And, and all I did was talk about the story. Um, uh, father asked a son to help him in the Bible. And it pulled up that parable that Jesus used in Matthew 21. So a lot of times you can do your own private research. Now my challenge is that that it's not, and this is leading into uh, the second half, it's not that you did not plan, that your, your plan failed to, to study more. It's not that your plan failed. It's just you never, you never put your plan together. You failed to plan. It's not that your plan failed, but that you failed to plan. You did not start to research. It's not that your research failed, but you failed to research at all. So a lot of what I'm doing is knowing the nature of man that after the Bible study call, sometimes people won't pick up and study. And I'm trying to, you know, compact as much as I can in because, again, that's my heart towards the folks who are on this call and say, hey, I want to study this word or I need um, – help in this area or that area, or that's where the Holy Spirit sends me, and then I'm trying to give as much as possible 
to encourage them, hey, you can make it in this particular area if you do X, Y, Z. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So um, now, and when it pertains to the survey, is there anything else? Is there anything else that um, I possibly missed? You said, you know what? He didn't ask this, but this is just some input concerning our Bible study. Um, I know I have um, a habit of of texting you, and I, I don't like to do it because, to me, that's like a distraction um, for you to repeat um, a scripture. Um, being a seasoned um, a listener, I sometimes you'll say the beginning of the scripture, like you'll say Second Corinthians. I'm going to go to Second Corinthians, and then you'll start talking, and you'll say, "Let me try it in uh, the easy read version, or, or let me pull it up in this," and and then you'll you'll go on and read the scripture, and I never get what chapter or verse. So I don't know how you could um, could um, repeat it or how many times you should repeat it just to make sure that, that we're getting it um, for our own selves, like I said, so that we can read over it for ourselves. Okay. And, and my goal is always a minimum of three times. Okay. That's why sometimes you hear I'll start to read. And I'll say, in the beginning, God created. And that's Genesis 1-1. That's Genesis 1-1. Right. In the beginning, God. So my, my goal is I'm going to say it at least three times. Okay. Okay. And, again, that's a good, good point. And that's what I know. I know a few people that's on the call, they literally write down scriptures, and that is the main reason. If you listen to other Bible studies, you'll see – Sometimes, if you know, if you may be listening to a YouTube or or something on um, on your on your uh, MP3 or something like that, and they'll give that scripture. It's one time, or they won't even reference the scripture. And I say, wow! If anybody's trying to take notes, they're going to have to look that scripture up because they didn't have it. So I'm very I'm very mindful of that, and I'm going to even be 2018. That's going to be one of my goals. Make sure. Um, that in the beginning, when I mentioned the book, mention the chapter and the verse. Try right. to do it all together, and then I'll do it two more times for um, to make sure you can get it down. Okay. Now, second portion, the second portion of the the night, we're going to dissect this first part. Um, we're going to dissect. The Church Covenant, found in the front of the hymnals. And if you can get a copy of it, and uh, anybody that goes to Mount Enon, we're definitely going to have copies for you. And then you can start to take it home, and you're going to be able to look through this covenant. What we're going to do, we're going to kind of outline what this covenant is saying. Because what's happening is we're making statements and commitments and we're not keeping them. And in this covenant, it says that I'm making this covenant with the folks that's in my fellowship, 
but I'm also making this covenant with God. And we've got to understand, when you make a covenant with God, God is looking for you to keep it. And if not, then you're going to run into the repercussions, consequences of not keeping your word to God. And my my statement that I make to so many believers and I make it to the body of Christ is that you are already blessed. It is a trick of the enemy to um, make folks believe that you've got to be in a particular service and have someone else speak blessings over your life, that you're going to get this abundance because I just spoke it. No, you've got to understand that the covenant that God makes, when he makes a covenant like in Deuteronomy 28, that's one that you should read over and over again and that you need to commit to yourself. Uh, you know, I would even go as far to take Deuteronomy 28, and when I say 28, I'm talking the chapter 28, and it's broken down the blessings and the cursings, the curses, um, but to hot, to print that, put it in a picture frame, put it beside your bed, and before you go to bed at night, because the picture frame is sitting up, Read, I am blessed going out. I am blessed go coming in. And when you say that, to put in your mind, because, again, the blessings of God, if you're his child, you accepted his son as, as your savior, there are blessings. The key is this thing called Christianity works by faith. That's why it says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So when it works by faith, this is something that you truly believe. Well, you, you, you haven't read your insurance policy, so you didn't know that you could get a rental car. You didn't know that if your house catch on fire, the different benefits that you have, that you could stay in a hotel up to 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. You didn't, you didn't read it, so you don't know the benefits, and when it works by faith, now sometimes your insurance agent will come if you got a good one, they'll come and they'll tell you, hey, hold on a second, what are you doing? I'm going from your cousin's house to your auntie's house. No, 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 you don't have to do that. You can stay in a hotel up to 120 days while your house is being repaired. They'll come and tell you that if they're a good agent. Well, God is a good agent. He's saying just study. Study this word and you'll find out the benefits that you get when you're my child. Well, some folks are living beneath their means because, you know, there's multiple reasons. But one of the reasons is because they are not reading the policy. They're not reading the commitment that God has made to us as believers. Then there's other reasons because we keep sinning and when we sin, we sin against God. We sin against man, but we also sin against God. When David sinned with Bathsheba, and then he prayed his prayer in Psalms 51, he said over and over, he says, I've sinned against thee and thee only. Have I done this evil in your sight? This is wrong. I'm doing you wrong. Well, when we make this covenant with God, when we make a commitment with God, and you got to understand, your salvation is a commitment. 
When you when you say, Lord, I accept you as my Savior, you need to know what that entails. When we make a covenant with the brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a lot in this. And let me tell you, co-pastor wanted to go over this. Uh, wow. It was probably like a month, two months ago. And she says, you know what? We need to we need to dig into this covenant. And I said, you know what? We are. We we really do. And how it was going to fit in, I didn't know. Hit me again when we rolled over into 2018. Yes, now is the time. Thank you, God. So we're going to look at the church covenant. Now, the the again, I make this statement. It's not that your plan failed. It's that you failed to plan. And 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 we talked about it on Sunday, and I'm going to share it with you again now, that it's important that you make a plan. Many times there are things that you cannot get out of your life because you never plan to get them out of your life. You put nothing in place to change it. And you may be looking or waiting, waiting for a blessing like I received. You may be waiting to get this um the the uh when when the Holy Spirit spoke to me concerning me combining my T-shirts and my underwear in the same drawer. So I would not go through the, the thought of I'm going to wake up co-pastor. If I, if I move these drawers, I'm opening two drawers and letting those handles go, and my little handles, they, they will tap the, the base of the handle and make a little knocking noise, and I don't want to do that if I'm up real, real early and, and disturb her sleep. Well, the Holy Spirit, out of the blue, tells me to combine them. All this time, I've had them in separate drawers because I have T-shirts, like I can wear outside, with my undershirts, and then I have shorts or pajama shorts with my underwear. Well, guess what? Put the T-shirts and the the, uh, pajama shorts in one drawer and put the other two together. Now, again, it may appear to you, why are we talking about T-shirts and undershirts? This idea to combine it came out of the blue. I wasn't asking the Lord about it. I, um, I'm just very careful when I'm getting up early a.m. and I'm moving around in the room. I'm just very careful like that to to lit, watch out, to not let those those handles go. However, the Lord just blessed. Well, many times that's how we're living our life. We're not talking to the Lord about it. It's something that does concern us. And you're living year after year after year with the same issue, but you never put a plan together. It's not that your plan failed. You failed to plan. You failed to say, this year, I'm going to stop overeating. This year, I'm going to, in, 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 a, in a very superficial way, I call it an umbrella statement. So you make this bold statement, you know what, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to be fit. And I mention these kind of things because they affect your spirituality. Some folks realize that after you eat dinner, guess what? Count the rest of the evening done. Yeah, in your mind you say, well, you know what? I'm going to start reading in the evening. Well, no, you're not going to read in the evening. If you know you eat around 6.30, 7 o'clock, and, and, and as much as you eat, guess what? You're done for the evening. And if you're going to be effective spiritually, guess what? It coincides. It goes right along with 
what you're doing physically. Some of the physical things that you're doing are messing up the things that you do spiritually. Why? Because you're fatigued. When the fatigue factor sets in, and it's just like a ball player, he's, he's really good at the beginning of the game when he has his win. He's, he's running down on defense. He's making shots. But guess what? Second half, definitely by the third, that third quarter, guess what? Mm-mm. He's gone. His shot is off. He's not running down on defense. Fatigue sets in. Well, that's how it is spiritually. And many times we start the beginning of the year with this vigor. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This vitality, this energy that you're ready to face another year, but you never put together a plan. And, and I, again, y'all know me. That's my sweetheart. I'm always tooting her horn. Co-pastor is on it. I'm telling you, and I'm just about every area, organizing the house, um, putting things together for the church, organizing different uh, um material, our, our letterhead and things of that nature, she's on it. you got to have a plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to get those that, that disorganization? You're all unorganized. How are you going to get it together? So you have to plan. It's not that your plan failed. It's that you failed to plan. Now, we also, James chapter 1, verse number 22 James chapter 1, verse 22, not just hearers of the word. Many times, you know, I always want to, when you have students, you want to see, how are you doing? I mean, is this helping you? It's not for the point of me getting on a call and spending uh, an hour here, hour there, hour there. I'm spending four hours, sometimes five hours a month on the call, and, and, and I'm sharing this information. And the people saying, wow, I really enjoyed you talking about that, but it's not changing their lives. And, see, that's, again, for this survey time, it's time for you to say, you know something, well, this is what I enjoy, this is what I need more of. Hey, I'm digging into it, but I I need more time to write the Scripture down. So if you say James chapter 1, verse 22, please make sure you say it again because I'm writing this stuff down, and just like, like my birthday cards, my anniversary cards, I have a tote with uh, I'm, the tote, the little tote is full of cards, and and periodically I can go back and just open a card from four years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. It could be an anniversary card, and and my sweetheart said, you know what, I love you and I'm committed to you, and and we're going to do great this year or this that and the other. Thank you for so many years, and that gives you that inspiration. Well, that's how these notes are supposed to be working. If you're just writing down, sometimes I can look at a brief note that I wrote down, and it really sparks me for that topic that I was going through. So I encourage you to write this down because in the teacher's mind, it's like, is this helping? Is this changing lives? That's our goal with Bible study. And to open it up to more people, we do it on the phone. Okay? Uh, so that was James chapter 1, verse 22. Not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Now, what we're going to be doing with doing this Bible study on the church covenant, this is preventive maintenance right here. And preventive maintenance is the key. The reason, me, I'm doing a lot of driving. I do, I have 
couple of days a week, I drive for Uber. Sometimes if it's a busy week, I'll drive more than a couple of days. And by doing that, it's putting wear and tear on the car. Well, guess what? Preventive maintenance. Make sure that the tires are changed. You got good tires on the car. Make sure at the appropriate time you rotate the tires. A lot of folks don't rotate their tires. So they'll ball their tires on the front, and if they're front-wheel drive, and then they'll keep driving until the ones on the back get balled. Well, if they're your pulling tires, you want to do preventive maintenance. Make sure you got your best tires in the front. Why? Because I need, I'm putting a lot of miles on the tires, on the vehicle. Make sure I'm getting my oil changed. Somewhere between three and 5,000 miles, that oil is going to get changed. Why? Because it's going to help the vehicle to run better. Well, that's the same thing in the spiritual. I talked to a friend of mine the other day and um, going through some challenges in, in their relationship. When I coached them early on in their relationship, I told them, stay in counseling. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody out right now that's on the call, and you could be in a relationship, you could be married, and you're having problems. Why? Because you're supposed to stay in counseling. Stay in coaching sessions. Keep reading material all the time concerning marriage. Why? Because you create a volcano. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You create a volcano, and, and as I often say, when that volcano erupts, listen, you're hurting not only uh, the person that, that, that you're upset with, but there's a whole lot of other folks that, that encounter the lava, the burning lava that you're spewing either out of your mouth out of your facial expressions, you are damaging a whole lot of folks around you that didn't have anything to do with creating the volcano. It's preventive maintenance, coaching and counseling. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's preventive maintenance. You got to maintain. If you maintain it, watch. If you maintain it, guess what? It's going to serve you well. The van is not falling apart, and each time I take it up for oil changes or getting this changed or filter changed or something like that, rotating the tires, they're always asking me, do you want to trade this in? Do you want to trade it in? Why? Because they see, wow, even though I'm getting ready to hit 100,000 miles on a 2014, they still, can you, you want to trade it in? Because it's in good condition. Well, that's the same thing when it comes to God using you in the spirit. When you maintain, when you do preventive maintenance, when you, when you are concerned about a covenant that you are reading month after month and that you are maintaining these different areas. Listen, uh, let me just spark you real quick. Having, having been led as we believe by the spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, that's, a, that's enough to dig in for one whole session. I'm going to try myself, try my best not to belabor it and, and try to break down every little section, but, but at least, you know, every sentence. But at least get the gist when we are led by the Spirit of God. When we are led by the Spirit of God, this is what we need to 
again, when it comes to thy will be done, when it comes to us shining, when it comes to us being effective, when it comes to us being able to reap the benefits of being God's child, when we make a commitment like this and then put it on the Holy Spirit, I'm led by the Spirit of God to join in with this church or join in with this covenant, and I mean what I say. Listen, God has no other response to you but to bless you tremendously. We say it every Sunday, exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Now, the question is, do you believe it? So I'm expecting God to bless me going out, coming in, the fruits of my labor. When I work, if I'm driving, if I'm doing Shepherdson Network Link, if I'm doing something at the church, I'm expecting it to be blessed. And whatever I receive, I realize that's what God has for me. What he has for me is for me. And many times what we have in our mind when we say what God has for me, it is for me, it's abundant blessings. Sometimes it's abundant teaching. Sometimes it's abundant teaching. So you're going through what you're going through, and it does not seem good, but it is good. It does not seem fruitful, and that's when you have this relationship with God where you can talk to him. Watch this. Preventive maintenance is the key. Now, before I get too deep, we're also, and I want you to make a note of this, and let me see if I got my dates. Do I have my dates nearby? We're going to be doing the 40-day challenge this year. And I'm looking for my notes. The 40-day challenge. So let me go to my calendar. So I think I circled it on my calendar. The 40-day challenge is walking through 40 days, and and for you early birds, you're going to be okay, but for you folks that don't like to get up early, uh, it's going to be hard for you. That is going to be 5 a.m. in the morning until 6 a.m. We're going to take that hour, and listen, this is how the Holy Spirit is. Now, I just said it's an hour, and the Holy Spirit immediately, I saw, just it just hit me. 30 minutes. So it may end up being 30 minutes. Now, I'm going to pray because I realize we've already walked through this before, and this was a few years back, and many people have never gone through the purpose-driven life. And one of the beauties of it, I have 40, uh, at least 40 copies of the purpose-driven life. So we're going to be passing that out to make sure you can go along with us, and we're going to use it as a tool for folks who you know are wrestling with possibly becoming a Christian. This is going to give them a great look at what Christianity is about. It's going to end. All you have to do is count 40 days back from Easter. It's going to end the day before Easter. That's going to be the 40th day. And then day 41 we're going to invite all those folks that went through the purpose, uh, the 40-day challenge to come to service on Easter Sunday morning and celebrate with us this new life. Let me tell you, just like Pigs in the Parlor, the Purpose Driven Life book changed my life. Changed my life. And it is a hidden secret. Many people give this book as a gift. And the folks that they give it to, for whatever reason, wind up giving that book 
to the thrift store. So the book winds up in the thrift store. Now, let me tell you this. The books that I've received, that I've gotten, most of them came from the thrift store, and they have never been touched. You, When you look at them, they look brand spanking new. When I say they haven't been touched, that's just my little phrase. They really haven't been damaged. Some of them may have the person that, that they gave it to, name written in it, and a little a word of uh, encouragement to them to go through the book. But the book is, is it's like it hasn't been touched. So I've collected them, and over the years they've been sitting in my office, and at the appropriate time, we're going to do it. Well, I believe that this is the appropriate time. We're going to go through the 40-day challenge. That's going to be the 40 days leading up to Easter. So you're going to hear more about that. And if you need a book, let me know. Um, and, again, you can stop by the church, come by one of the services. But we're going to start. And uh, hold on. Let me see if I can. Well, somebody, hold on. Somebody may have already counted back. What, what's that date? Did, did anybody count it? Nope, they didn't. Let me look at my calendar because I know I circled it on my calendar. Was it the 13th? Where is my calendar? Give me two seconds. Here we go. All right, and that's 2018. Oh, so that must be February the 20th. February the 20th, I believe. Yeah, it could be the 20th. So so what we're going to do, we're going to walk through that book, and again, it will bless you tremendously. So if you have someone, you say, you know what, so-and-so needs to do it. It may be someone that needs a stronger walk with the Lord, somebody that needs clarity when it comes to what we're supposed to be doing as Christians and how we're supposed to treat one another and how we're supposed to treat God and where God is supposed to be and when it comes to our planning. See, when I start talking about planning, let me tell you something. To start the year off with our church covenant saying, God, listen, when you fast and pray, you come up with a type topic. When you have a theme for the year, you come up with a topic. Well, very rarely will you hear the themes honoring God. A lot of times you hear the themes just trying to get the people to believe, hey, this year you're going to be blessed because this is our theme. Listen, you're supposed to be blessed every year. The key is our themes honor God. We want to, listen, what do you want to do? I'm fasting and praying, thanking God for being such an awesome God. What's the theme for the year? Our God is awesome. Our God delivers. Our God is powerful. Our God is all that in a bag of chips and more. So why? Because God is already committed to blessing you. Okay, now let me look at my little outline. Now, here it is, the scripture, because I mentioned Matthew 21, 20, 28 through 32. Matthew 21, because this is part of the reason we got to look at this, this covenant. And I, and I heard your encouragement, Brother Ryan, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do it again now, getting ready to go through some different versions of the Bible, and I'm going to BibleGateway.com. Hold on. And I'm going to look it up. And, again, these are these are tools you can use. If you can get online, 
It's, I think it's going to bless you real good. Anybody that had the uh, daily bread, we had a um, – that was a very powerful word today, breathtaking glory. I'm doing that. I'm talking about that as I type this in. Breath, breathtaking glory. And, again, it was right in line. It did my heart good because as I was reading it, it's right in line with what I'm thinking – for our theme this year to, again, just what we're doing, giving God the glory. Matthew, what did I say? Matthew 21, okay, and we're looking at 28 through 32. And we'll spend our last few moments um, sharing this again, and if and if it's something that hits you, I'm, well, I'll probably pull up a little bit short. And again, in in that survey, if it's something I've said during this time, and you say, you know what, I need I need more clarity on on that, um, then I'll try to answer that at the end. Let me tell you what God will do when you put it in your heart, and over and over again, you read the scripture as far as God giving you your heart's desire. It's just in your heart. God knows that I wanted I wanted to be quiet in that room to not disturb co-pastor and wake her up. And guess what? Never prayed about it. Bam. He knows the desires of your heart to help people. Here's two more stories. Story number one, lady gets in the car. She's upset. I'm driving her to her destination. She had picked Uber Pool, so there's two people in the car. So we're driving the one young lady. She's from another country. She's talking in her language. She's on the phone. Well, this lady sat, and she was quiet. In the middle of the ride, I probably have about, mm, let's say, 12 more minutes to drop the first lady off. And this lady, something just in my spirit, I switched from jazz, just regular jazz. George Howard, uh, Brother Ron, uh, recommended me to, that's a good jazz station, and it's been working well for me, brother. Thank you. It just, it's something pricked me in my heart. I'm saying it's the Holy Spirit. Change to the gospel station. Pamela Mann. I put it on, and the other lady gets out, and the lady says, thank you so much. When I got in the car, I was feeling bad. I was upset. I got a lot going on right now, and I was upset. But when you put that music on, my spirit changed, and it really blessed me. Well, the rest of her her ride, we talked about how good God is. We talked about her getting back into the church. We talked about her son having a calling on her on his life, things of that nature. And I was able to share with her a card about the church, and 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 offer her an invitation. Then, that same day, this gentleman gets in. He's from another country. Him and his wife gets in there talking in their language. Somehow he says, oh, he sees my Bible. I have my Bible in the console. And he says, oh, I see you're a religious man. And he, again, it's brought out, I'm a pastor. He starts to ask me questions about pastoring. He asks me questions about the Bible and the Old Testament and the New Testament. It gave me an opportunity to witness to shine. Why? That's in my heart. God knows that, guess what? Lord, 
if you got a mission, you, you know that Paul Morton song says, um, Lord, if, you, if there's healing going on, don't do it without me. If there's praising going on, don't do it without me. If there's a mission going on, don't do it. Lord, use me in whatever capacity to share your word. Listen, that's why I, I'm just blessed. I'm tremendously blessed. Why? Because my heart, this, um, this is just my belief, my heart towards God is that, God, you have your way. Lord, I know my relationship with you, and you have your way. Use me as you will. Then you'll see some of the stuff that normally used to bother you, used to uh, give you a headache, it don't bother you anymore. You're at peace. You, you know, it talks about that peace that surpasses all understanding. People know the verse, but don't experience it. You'll have peace in the midst of your situation. Okay. Now watch this. This story is a good story. Matthew chapter 21. Read the verses before. But when it gets to this part, this is the explanation for another reason, going through the covenant to make sure that words, things that you say you're going to do, you do. Very briefly. I'm looking at verse number 28, King James. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go work today in, the, in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, repented and went. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whither of them, of them twain, did the will of his father. They said unto him, the first. It's, it's not, listen, sometimes it's what we say, and what we say we don't do. Sometimes we do, but we said the opposite. The key is when it pertains to God and us making covenants, guess what? What you say, you have to do. If not, some of the stuff that's blocking your blessing, listen, it's you. It's your uncommitment. It's you not committing to do, to put together a plan and say this year, you know what? It's time out for me saying I'm going this and I'm going that. Listen, how are you going to accomplish that? Ask, get God in your plan on how you're going to do it. And I'm telling you, you don't have to wait. I don't have to be there. The bishop don't have to be there. The prophet don't have to be there. You're going to experience blessings like you've never experienced before. All right. We've got this last few minutes. I wanted to bring that scripture out. Read the rest of those verses. Again, it, it bears out the commitment when you say you're going to do it. Who's really committed to what you say you're committed to? This is a covenant. Are you keeping it? Last few minutes, any questions, any comments on what was said tonight? Amen. And, and, and I know I have, that kind of, I have that kind of group, and that's why another reason I think the Bible study that we have is good the way that we do it because, again, folks like to either listen, they're, they're, they're actually doing some other things, or they are taking notes. However, I believe, I'm just believing in my heart, they're hearing and adhering 
to what is being taught. Amen. Amen. So I'm still trying to pause just in case I over-talk someone and they were getting ready to say something as far as anything that's been said tonight. Any any other comments? Any other something that I missed? Did you say, hey, you know what? You didn't mention this, um, and you want to mention it. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you so not, so much. Uh, starting on God willing, on the next, which day will that be? January the tenth, we will start to go and dissect the church covenant. Okay, somebody unmuted. That was that's me. Oh, okay, because I thought you were getting ready. Someone was going to say something. See, that's all I can see. I can just see W. Merlin, W. Merlin, and and I'll see the different indications of where the folks from, whether it's West Virginia or Pennsylvania, and but it's no names and no phone numbers. Um. So I so when I saw that red dot come off, I knew somebody had unmuted. So, again, thank you so much. Um, let's be praying. The Lord is, uh, I believe, he is still in the blessing business. Um, there is a lot going on in our world. Jesus is still the answer. When I talked to the gentleman and I was explaining to him the Old Testament, he said, what is going on with the Old Testament and the New Testament? What changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament? I told him, if you begin to study, you'll see that the central theme of the Old Testament is Jesus is on the way. In the, in the, in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus is on the he He came, he lived, he died, he's gone away, and he's coming back again. So when you try to separate Old Testament, New Testament, listen, it is all centrally the same. It is about Jesus God's love for us, and by the person of Jesus Christ, the, the, the sacrifice that he makes, he shows us that there is no other answer, there is no other way it could have been done but through the sacrificial death of his son, and that's love. That is love. So we thank God for Jesus, and we're praying that God will move on the hearts of those, that if he needs to use us as an instrument to get somebody saved, Lord, please equip us and have us ready that we won't let you down when the opportunity comes, that we'll let our light shine, that somebody will see what you're doing in us and bring glory to your name. Thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good night, all, and on next week, God willing, I'll talk to you again. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.